Welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast, the most influential and listened to podcast in auto detailing. Welcome to the community. Hi, welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast. I'm Marshall, that's Nick. You can find us at the HyperClean Specialist Group on Facebook. But hey, we also got to say TikTok. I know we just have to. So go find us on TikTok. We're having a blast there also. All right, Nick, I took a little bit of break today from drinking beer because I drank so much beer this past week. Literally, we kept looking at each other going, we we really need to buy more beer? And then we just kept buying more beer. Like you just, you can't stop yeah, sitting at the vacation. beach. Yeah, you're on vacation. Listen, I, the 30 pack of Yingling Light was probably the worst choice that we made. So was an average below average type beer. We really weren't excited about it. I thought it was going to be decent, but I've shared this a thousand times with my family. Now with you, with my friends, if you drink Yingling, it's like drinking Keystone light. That was the exact price of Yingling kegs. When I was in college, Yingling was the same price as Keystone light in a keg. I don't know how they, they deserve all the credit in the world for the rebrand, but Yingling is, hey, if you love it, good for you. Probably means you love a lot of very, very cheap, natty ice type of beers. So the sad thing is I actually used to really enjoy whenever I'd go over to the East Coast or somewhere and have a Yingling. Like I, it was kind of unique and I could have a couple of them. And I was like, yeah, cool. It's a Yingling. Like the Yingling light. I, I I completely understand your analogy now. Yingling Light, horrific. Like yeah. we were having to choke it down. It was a beer that you drank after you already started getting a little buzz. Oh yeah. It's like okay, now I can get now, into this. Now I got enough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, and I I say this all the time, dude. I'm not trying to say it's not good. What I'm saying is the class that it's in. Like my family, it's gotten so big in the Midwest and the East Coast. They're just like, oh man, it's great. <clears throat> Pardon me. I'm like, yeah, that. All sounds great. I'm just telling you its roots. They didn't change the formula magically. This is exactly the beer it was. So, yeah, I mean, you kind of deserve what you get on that. You've been informed. I've informed on this podcast before what that beer is. And so I'm glad you had to, you know, swallow down a 12-pack of trash. Yeah, it was rough go. It was rough go. But we did find a couple of good ones and uh, had a great week. You had a great time, too. I think everybody enjoyed kind of uh, the week. I know uh, – busy most people were out out blowing and going as i was seeing people everybody was having a great week it was just overall good time moving into next week fourth of july big stuff coming it's going to be exciting uh but let's get into buy and sell all right buy and sell you buying you selling are oh, you mean a lot okay i'll launch it first i am selling uh and i am selling an entire city <laughs> if i can is that okay can i sell a whole city Jackson, Mississippi, get the fuck out of the United States. Just go on. Like I Jackson, Mississippi, you are sold. Sold. It was a horrific experience, you know, uh, having to stop there. And the reason why it was so horrific was I couldn't find any place to eat, right? Like I actually was so excited that we were going to be stopping there, right? We're, we're kind of in the heart of some of the, some good Southern roots, I start looking up some places to eat and I go, God damn, I'm going to eat some really good Southern food. I, I found a couple little fish places. I was like, I bet you the fried catfish here is amazing. Pumped, right? 
thrilled. I'm going to go eat fried catfish. I hadn't had good fried catfish in years. Actually, you can't find some good when you're on the road. Those gas stations, random little oh yeah, gas stations that have fried foods in them, get their fried catfish. For some reason, it's amazing. Anyway, I would have loved to have had a place like that in Jackson, Mississippi, because every single place we went to, you couldn't go in. Half the places looked like they were you, you were going into this neighborhood house almost like it, it was so random, such a town and everywhere I went, we literally spent about an hour trying to find a place to eat intermixed with, okay, somebody's got to go to the bathroom. Okay. This person needs that. Like it was horrific. We went into uh Grandy's. Did, have you ever eaten out of Grandy's? No. Grandy's is an old school fried chicken house, right? Think of it as the waffle house of fried chicken. Right. You go in and you just smell the grease and the, the old, yeah, like you it. know, that, you know, they reuse that for days and days and I'm days, in. right? Yeah. Typically you would go, I'm in <laughs> this one. Uh-uh. We went in just to go use the restroom. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to get me a little snack because these other places have been closed. This place was open. Sweet. I can go in. Uh-uh. The smell was so bad. <laughs> I couldn't even get fried chicken and fried chicken is my favorite all-time food it is my comfort food it is my go-to right thus is the reason why i had cholesterol over 400 so the next option that gets listed dairy queen okay i could do dairy queen you don't dairy know what queen, dairy, dairy queen yeah dairy queen has a, an underrated double cheeseburger by the way yeah they're known for their dairy right their, their shakes are great you get, you know, blizzards. Some type of, yeah, blizzards. Yeah, get something like that. You're, you're set. So I'm pumped. Sweet. Go up to the door, ready to walk in. And this chick's walking out with a meal and she's in a uniform. What, what, what are you doing? God damn, another lobby closed. Another lobby closed. The only place that we could find that we could go in and sit down and enjoy a meal was McDonald's. Well, double quarter pound of cheese. Here we go. Right. Oh like, man. I go, I go big Mac, but all right. I, well, so I went with the double quarter pound, right? Oh, so there you go. That means you're, that means you're real hungry. I mean, it was right below the big Mac. You're right. Yeah. Like, but I had to, I had two on that. I was like, fuck it. We're going for it. Uh, <laughs> this is where it got to be even more interesting. Not only was there very limited seating around? You could tell it had been reorganized. And we've talked about the kiosk. You order from the kiosk. You can't even order from the main little window where they're at now. They specifically push you to the kiosk. Inside the bathroom, they don't even have soap. I had to go walk around to the lady and ask her for soap. She grabbed a little pump of soap. Well, and here, here, whoa, 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 whoa. Where, where are the employees washing their hands? It's a great question to ask, Nick. I hope that they have a, a bathroom inside their kitchen. I don't think they do. I'm just hoping that they do. Wow. I get some Damn, pumps of man, soap. This is, this is wild. <laughs> and go in and have to wash my own, you know, come back out. And I get it, right? Like, it's a lot to go through. We've been there literally an hour trying to look for someplace to eat. We're just ready to, I just, I'm ready to just sit down and have a meal. The amount of people that came in and out of that place complaining and causing shit. I mean, you could hear them screaming at the drive-thru and then they would come in complaining. It was so bad that my poor little mom 
when she was up getting, cause I, I got some food for my sister and her family and I was going to take it out to him. And, and she was up there getting it on how to tell the, the lady, you know, like you're doing a great job. You're, you're really doing a great job. Like, I'm like, mom, <laughs> you ain't got to say that. Like, I mean, she is, but that's really nice. I mean, that was really sweet, but yeah, you're right. These people were fucking assholes here. Like, so I'm selling all Jackson, Mississippi. It's gone. The whole, I mean, old town. Let's just wipe it off and start over. I know if you got some relatives there, I apologize, you know, uh, but it would just probably make all that area a lot better if we just go ahead and wipe it off. Let's just start over on Jackson, Mississippi. Buddy. It was a horrific experience, but I'm glad so you went somewhere. We had to deal with some, some family stuff in San Diego. Uh, that's where my significant others from, for those who don't know, uh, a couple clients slash family friends play professional baseball. So the, their team is in San Diego. So some of my buddies are going down there. We can make this an all encompassing trip here. Okay. I'm in. Let's go. I'm going to be the same thing as USL people's behavior around restaurant staff and around people has gotten really strange and strange is a nice word of me saying out of control free stuff guy like you and i have always joked about this privately random things we see in life random things that happen in hyperclean so here we are we're eating in a restaurant it's a nice restaurant not a five-star restaurant just a nice run-of-the-mill restaurant in san diego okay it's not applebee's it's a little bit in between the five star and the Applebee's. Okay. So it's a nice, it's a nice place to have a meal. Everything is fine. The waitress makes a mistake in the table next to us and rectifies it like two seconds afterwards. She goes, you know what? I realize we messed up your appetizer. I need to go put this in again. This isn't right. I mean, that's a great server to me. Hey, that's my bad. I noticed it. You didn't even have to eat it to tell me it was wrong. I can just tell you I made a mistake. It's on me. Takes it away. Manager a few minutes later comes out and goes, hey, you know, I'm really sorry about this. Please get whatever dessert you want for the table on us when you're done with your meal. I'm like, food's good. Service is great. This dude goes off. He goes, well, that's not enough. And I go, I look at everybody at my table. I go, not enough. Dude, you shouldn't have got anything because they didn't, they just made a human error. Nobody was like trying to screw your day up and they caught it. Not you. You didn't have to complain about cold food or whatever. It was just a simple mistake. She put that order in wrong. It sounded like he goes, well, you know, our time is, is really valuable and we got places to be above, you know, what else are you going to give me for free? And I'm just like, wow. So that happens. Then we go to the Padres game. Okay. Not very many people. And I'm very grateful for this. Take their daughter onto the field. She's with superstars of the game. She's running around on Petco. Awesome experience. Okay. So hey, the guys that, that I know. What's that but, grass like? I mean, how nice is it? Oh, dude, it's crazy. It's crazy. I mean, it, it, it's it, awesome. And I'm very grateful. So. I never ask people for stuff. That's just not my thing. Like, you know, the people we do business with, I could get free tickets to stuff. I just don't do that. It's just the way you 
have people want to be in your orbit is you're not asking them for stuff when everybody else is. So now I didn't know this, that these teams are traveling with security because so many people are harassing athletes now. Did you know that? No, I didn't, but I've said that before. It's crazy. After Corona reopened, everybody started, the amount of violence, the amount of shit that goes on at these places, it's It's insane. It's not. I think the NBA, this past NBA, the amount of TikToks, the amount of people that were showing the players arguing with fans oh, it's and people starting to fight over. I mean, it's crazy. It's nuts. So they so, got to have security. We're down on the field and it, it's just like these people are harassing players for autographs and everybody, I know what everybody's thinking. It's like, you want to give kids autographs. You don't want to give adults. I mean, you don't think it's going to, but these adults are like harassing for autographs now because they go online and they resell the stuff. So they got to have security step between players constantly. And the security works for each individual team. That's how bad it's gotten. Okay. Now the security is like in the team hotel in the lobby when players are going to like leave to go to dinner and protecting players from all of this nonsense. And it got me thinking because we have this thing at the restaurant and then we have this thing at the baseball game. So we're driving home from the baseball game and I go, you know, the amount of people looking for free stuff has got to be at an all-time high. What is the fascination with free stuff? I am selling free stuff guy. Okay. Cause you know, when you get free stuff, when you have a lot of money and you don't need the free stuff and you don't think about the free stuff and you don't, you're not consumed with the free stuff. When you don't ask people for tickets, they magically say, Hey man, I got four extra tickets. You want to go? Like, as, do adults really not catch on to how this all works? It, where did free stuff guy, and by the way, it's not little kids. It's 40-year-old dads asking for free stuff. It's this guy in the table next to me. I, it's like, I, do I have to really bring this up and have a conversation on our podcast about free stuff guy? And the answer is yes. It, <laughs> it's the wildest thing you watch in person. If you really keep your eyes and ears open, and you watch like you watched in Jackson, Mississippi, like I watched in San Diego this weekend, if your eyes and ears are really open, how people act is as bad as it's ever been. And it's not even close, actually. It's not even close. Yeah, and I mean, I couldn't, I really couldn't believe what people were saying. I get it, it's fast food. But to be little people and calling them, you know, hey, a monkey could be back there putting this together. This shit's terrible. I asked for ketchup and they gave me mustard. Like, see, and I hold on. And I let me ask you this. Let me cut it this different angle. When you buy a $3 cheeseburger, do you expect them to get it right? I mean, you got your quarter pounder. Maybe you didn't want pickles on it. So there's some pickles. You, the pickles it, off. I mean, it's a $3 cheeseburger. I, I was so thankful that I had a place to just be with my family indoors in air conditioning. And I had a place I could sit and eat food. It was that difficult to find. And, and here's where it got even more interesting, right? Because you know, my stepson had had, he gotten uh, stung by some jellyfish. Now, Wildly inappropriate if your stepson to just whip it out and piss start peeing all over the kid. 
Everybody said that. Well, did you pee on them? No, I didn't pee on them. Like, it's yeah. just awkward. Kendrick, like, yeah, you got to just find, like you said, find some acid, move on with your life. Yeah. So we didn't have it. So I found some lime. Well, turns out lime burns you. We've gone through this, right? We talked about this privately, but for everybody to know, fast forward, I'm trying to then get some prescriptions later to help with it. Walgreens closed. Not open on the weekend. Employees. Jeez, oh, Pete. When, when does it start becoming the customer's responsibility <laughs> that businesses should stay open, right? Because the amount of bullshit that this lady took at McDonald's and I'm sure at Walgreens and these other places from people complaining and harassing because it wasn't exactly the way they wanted it or something was happening with people there and, you know, they're all pissed off, right? At some point, McDonald's is going to continue to shut down their doors to the point of they might be like the other people that wouldn't even let you in. Could you just be thankful you got a goddamn burger? Like, yeah, just take your burger. I mean, it, it's, it's McDonald's. We all know you can eat five burgers. They all taste the same. You won't even notice if there's ketchup or, or mustard on there, right? Either one's going to taste about the same once you smash it all together. Let's all be frank about that. It, it's a weird thing that everybody's in, but we can share this at Hyperclay. We have so many great customers, man. Like all of you are terrific. If we could share with the 10, sh share with you guys the 10% that complain, send it, you know, can you guys send me some free stuff? I mean, how many emails a week we get about free stuff? I mean, honestly, it, it's people would be, a lot of you would be appalled, but most of you would be like, that really happens on that level. It's, it's like, yeah, man, open your eyes, open your ears around you and watch how bad things have gotten. Like, you know, we just don't talk about it enough. I mean, that's what makes today's conversation to start the podcast so important. Like it's going to get to a point. And I saw it in, I saw it in San Diego. You know, we went on mother's day on another trip. I'm convinced hotels are just purposely shutting down rooms. We're just going to scalp you for as much as we can. We're going to have half the capacity, half the headaches, and we're going to make the same amount of money. And so now, instead of your room costing you 100 a night, it's costing you 400 a night. It seems like demand is through the roof. But to your point, how many people can they get to find to clean the rooms? Like, does, do people know this trick? Because I had to educate somebody in my, in my distant family on this. When you're in a room for multiple days, leave a 20 for the housekeeping staff. I don't care how neat you think you are. Just tip the housekeeper, okay? Cleaning up after you after several days in a hotel room, do you want to do the work? Or are you very grateful somebody's going to come in there and clean it up? Now, I always put my towels, my family's towels in, a, in one place, and we clean up all of our trash. Leave a 20. Why? Thank you. Lady had to bring us a couple cribs because one of the cribs was missized, whatever, for this thing we had for the crib. She walks up there. She's so apologetic. Here's $10. Thank you. Why? Because I want the lady like her to be an employee at this hotel that I'll stay at again, because wow, she made a mistake. She made it right. She made it seem like the world was going to end. It's like, no, 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 we're, we're good. Here's $10. Thank you for the effort. 
but we are now in a world where it's like that everyone expects you to do something. I don't expect it, anything from anybody. It, it, we got to come back to the question, the age old question of all time, which is stamped in eternity. The customer is always right. Oh God. Marty, why are you going to get me started on this? IBM in the eighties is not McDonald's in Jackson, Mississippi in 2022. It, it's just outdated. You're not right. Your family member that's a jerk is a jerk. Your friend that you know acts inappropriately with wait staff is a jerk. Get it under control. Say something. Speak up. We are so big in this industry talking about know our worth. Know our worth. How many of you guys tip housekeeping? How many of you guys bitch about ketchup and mustard on your $3 cheeseburger and make a scene like you saw in Jackson, Mississippi? I don't know. But there's somebody somewhere because we watch it. I would feel embarrassed to go through all of that over a $5 cheeseburger. Wouldn't you? There's a lot that I would be embarrassed about. There was, there was a lady, it was funny when we were at that urgent care, uh, <laughs> the lady that comes out, opens the door and says, you know, so-and-so come back. She, she said the lady's name and then goes, oh, and I'm, did I say it right? I want to make sure I say your name right. And the lady looks up at her and goes, yeah, you said it right. If you said it wrong, I would have corrected you. Oh, wait, what the fuck? It's like, like, come on, man. Like, I don't think anybody realizes. And, you know, just because you and I have traveled recently, maybe somebody has been had their head down working on their business or like, oh, I haven't seen this. Go travel. It's never been like this. And yeah. I'll tell you where you see it more than anything. Truckers behavior on the road. There's another one. There, there's an, I, buddy, I've never seen, I never watched for about the first 10 to 15 years that I drove. I never watched a trucker get in the far right, far left lane in the fast lane, hardly ever to pass a truck. They just wouldn't do it. Right. Like it, it, they would wait for a three lane road to come and then get middle lane and get by the now they, they don't care if they're up to speed. They'll just cut everyone off. They go 58 miles an hour in the left lane. And however long it takes them to get by that guy, they ain't speeding up. Gas is too expensive. But it's like all these little behaviors that you get to watch now and you're going, I mean, have we just lost all decency? I mean, I really think you should read the text. The text you read me before we came online oh, while gosh. you're on vacation. All right. Like, it, this it is what I mean. This it is, is pretty hilarious. It is pretty hilarious because you got to put it in perspective too, you know, right? Like, and even if I wasn't sitting on the beach and it was three in the afternoon, like just the, that somebody would send in a message to a chemical company and not think I should probably say it in a, I don't know. Polite Let's just way. read it out. Hmm. Is can you surround a golden use on wrap vehicles? <laughs> not sure. big on the proof, not, not big on the proofreading. Cause I still don't, you say that, you know what he said. I, I still have zero clue what he's really asking. I, I mean, I'm guessing he's saying, can you put a ceramic coating on a wrap vehicle? But, but you are would, guess, like, like, here's the thing you are guessing. I'm guessing. You really, but 
we we're sharing this stuff to, to kind of have some fun guys. I mean, we realize a lot of you guys listen to the podcast, not only for business talk, but for a little bit of entertainment, but this is, I mean, you wouldn't even proofread the text, make sure you got an answer to your question. Here you are asking somebody for their time and their help and you won't proofread. We have guys <laughs> send in emails and don't put their email properly. And you're trying to, you're trying to help them. You're like, Hey, let me help you. Let me help you. Then you send it out and it goes undeliverable. It's like, you didn't check your email address. I mean, it, it's here's the best part too, right? It's the people that send in. And I bet you, if I went back and look at his orders, he hasn't ordered a ceramic coating from us. Yeah. That's a good point. That's where and it gets really interesting. As you and I have talked about this is the people that message in and, and are causing, this is why I said this earlier about when it's become a point of that customer to business relationship, is the customer always right? Because the customer always demand from a business what they want. We've had to take, and we've made these jokes even outright before. You want to go talk to Facebook? Good luck. You want to talk to somebody that you got a problem on your podcast? We had problems. Shit disappeared. You know how hard it is to get somebody on the phone? Why is that? Because you got people that take up time. They're doing screaming anything. yell at people. Scream and yell at people, or you know, or you know, ask a question that has nothing to do with something that they bought from you. Yeah. They call Verizon Wireless and be like, from. Yeah, they they call Verizon Wireless with help for their iPhone and they got it T Mobile. Verizon be like, Hey, uh, what's your you know, hey, we've talked all this time. Can you tell me what kind of customer? Can you give me your name and number? Oh yeah, dude, you're not our customer. I mean, that, that is really to the level this stuff is. And the reason it's kind of interesting to bring this up is the 10 to 20% bad customers ruin it for everyone else. Because the fact you and I can't get a hold of Facebook or Apple podcasts isn't because you and I would call and yell at somebody or call and waste somebody's time. It's because the 10 or 20% of people that would do that. So Apple internally goes, we can't pay millions of dollars. Timmy's called 307 times in four days and he doesn't even have a podcast and we have to entertain him because he gets through all the prompts and he hits zero. And now he's talked to 300 different employees and they all want to quit their job after talking to him. Like people think it's a joke. That's exactly how it goes inside of a company. Thus dairy Queen's got the door shut and McDonald's is about to follow suit because you can't even get your fucking soap out of the, the bathroom. They're yeah. making it so hard to work with them that you just, you, you'll figure out a different way like that. That's where this really all goes. It, as everything gets streamlined, most of your customer service is going to get more and more difficult. Yeah, they, don't, as, they don't want any part of it. Yeah. Almost apparently as difficult as some people are saying it is to install ceramic coatings. I, this is a funny joke too. And this is this, on TikTok, as we, we keep doing more, I, I did a post the other day and I said, why are ceramic coatings so difficult to apply? And I went in of showing, you know, how we apply and the way HyperClean lays down and why we've done it the way we've done it to where it's a simple application. And the amount of comments and the amount of people, well, I mean, the, the post hit really well. We got really good views. And then the comments and the people talking, man, it really is interesting. The theories behind. So Nick, are ceramic coating stuff to apply? Oh, no. I don't know. No. It can be. I no. What do you think? They're not, they're not, they're not hard for me to apply. They've never, you know, it's like I shared with you, some guy saying he's revolutionary because now he has a ceramic coating. He doesn't have to cross hatch. 
Well, you don't have to crosshatch any ceramic coating, FYI, for all those listening. You crosshatch just to make sure you have perfect coverage, not because you're going to fill some pores differently if you go different directions. No, it was just a coverage issue. But from the very beginning, and I think I told you this privately, I very rarely have had to crosshatch. I, you know, go back to suede applicators in the blocks, uh, microfiber applicators go to applicators with a barrier on them. If your applicator is perfectly primed all the way across and you always line up your new product across, you don't have to crosshatch. Do we as a company crosshatch with employees? Sure. We want to make sure we have even coverage. But the idea that you have some revolutionary ceramic coating because you are you don't have to crosshatch, you never had to crosshatch. It was just a coverage issue. You're like, hey, somebody's paying me a lot of money to put this coating on. I want to make sure I get coverage in every little spot I can. Best way to do that is go left to right and then up and down. Nobody said you had to do that. It was just, hey, man, this might be a pretty good practice. But it's interesting around this ceramic coating thing, man. It's just like you said, uh, it's really hard to apply ceramic coating. Well, now it's the prep work. No, it's that. It's like, where's this conversation going? I mean, where, where does this end? Yeah. And that's, that's one of the questions I wanted to ask. Where, where does it end? Because is it the prep work? Most people in the comments, it, it was, it was two sided. The people that talked about it being so difficult was because the prep work. Then there was another people that were saying, well, actually it, it's not, it's you guys have a really simple application, but there are people and there was one comment that said, yeah, they try to make it out to be, you know, rocket science. So let's go over the theory though of the prep work. The prep work is the difficult part of applying a ceramic coating because that was the theory of multiple individuals. How hard is the prep work? I mean, you put some polish on a pad and you polish a car. Yeah, no, this is where we get into what did your customer purchase? But again, this is where the commenters, they want to sound like the smartest guy in the room. That's why they made the comment. Agreed? They want to be the smartest person. Oh, you know, the prep work is what you're paying for prep work. And they got this from the painting world. We all know a great paint job for those that have never watched it happen or have the experience is not the act of laying down paint on a car. It's prepping the surface properly. No contamination, good body work. That's not what paint correction is. Okay. Paint correction is not painting a car. Let's all be clear about this. A great paint job can be 20,000 and up. You know, a lot of paint jobs ranging 30, 40, 50,000. Let's be frank, paint correction isn't that. Okay. I know a lot of you think you got that kind of talent. You don't. Okay. But this is where it's stolen from. A great paint job is, is how you prep the paint before you paint it. Agreed. And a coating can be prepped in a variety of ways. Can be prepped in a variety of ways. And this is what people don't want to admit. That as long as I have a naked surface to lay my, my coating on and, and allow it to bond directly to the paint, I've prepped the surface. For some cars, that's going to be two-stage paint correction. For some, it's going to be one stage. For some, it's going to be none. You're going to use a product like Cleanse, maybe wipe, then put Uno on a car. What, what about all of this is difficult? I'm not saying that there's no difficulty in doing paint correction. I'm just saying there's a variety of ways to lay a coating down. What exactly were you talking about when those people were making the comments? And here's what we find from comments consistently. 
they weren't really trying to help the conversation at all. They were trying to sound like the know-it-all in the group. Now you mentioned something a second ago. It started with a W and ended with an E. In the middle was an IP. Wipe. What's wipe? That's our, that's our panel prep. You know, for all those that were asking, for all those that, uh, you know, really, really uh, love using panel prep. I'm a panel prep guy. I always hated isopropyl alcohol, you know, homemade batches. I tried everything in my career. Uh, wax and grease removers. There were some that were okay, some that weren't. Uh, you know, HyperClean Wipe is, is a simple panel prep to get ready for ceramic coating. So you could very easily go cleanse, you know, uh, mechanical and chemical decontamination, wipe right into Uno and have the same application, if not better than some people that are doing polishing beforehand because they didn't get all the polishing oils off, right? They didn't use a good prep. Uh, but this is the, the devil's in the details, right? You know, you and I always share that on here that, you know, when we developed wipe, we had to think about lubrication. Think of those sensitive black paints you work on. You got a real grabby alcohol, really heavy alcohol mixture. All of a sudden your towels mar in the surface, your work's been undone. You know, I always tell people about ghosting. Yeah. It's happened, really, right? That it's yeah. the worst to spend hours and hours. And then you go to, to, to wipe, you know, right before. And God, oh, no. what the hell just happened? Like, yep. Look, I mean, everybody's going to know that on a GM black as the, the most out there thing that any of us have worked on Honda blacks, those types of things. So, you know, this is thinking through the moment. I can build an alcohol, heavy alcohol based wipe, not care anything about lubrication, slap it on the market. We could have had it on the market two years ago. Right. But now you got to figure out how to have clean lubrication that doesn't leave any oils behind. And you have to do all of these different things. And so the interesting part of wipe to me is the quick reaction we've gotten from people in hyperclean specialist group, as well as privately talking about, wow, this is just an easy process. So once again, we get back to those TikTok commenters. Is your process not easy because your process isn't dialed in with hyperclean style stuff? Again, you go from cleanse to fuego to a clay bar to a one-step polish, to wipe, right to uno, dos, or tray. Tell me what about that process is really hard. Most of the thinking is done for you, and all you got to do is perform the work, do your thing, lay the coating down, you're done. Again, we're trying to rewind the clock to 2010. When putting a coating on was miserable, it's not miserable anymore. We need to stop acting that way. And people that weren't there in 2010 are the ones that usually are making the comments, oh, it's prep work. It's this, it's that. It's like, no, nah, man, I was there. We're, we're at a place now. It's real easy to put a coating on. If, is it, if it isn't easy for you, and I see this in the PPF world a lot when guys say, how much should I charge for this? And people in the comments will go, hey, if you're asking how much you should charge, you might not want to do this job. It's the same thing with coating. If you're making a comment about how hard it is to apply a coating, you might not want to apply a coating at all because maybe your skill set isn't where it needs to be. And I'm not saying that in a derogatory manner. I'm trying to fight off maybe a problem you may have. <laughs> yeah. Or you, you, like you said, using the wrong system, using the wrong, you know, procedures, you got something, something ain't right because it's 2022. It, it should be simple. It should be easy. I mean, hell I was dropping off products at a car wash earlier. It's so simple. They spray it at the end of the tunnel 
and they got $5 off on Wednesdays between 8 to 10. You can get a ceramic wash, 5 bucks off. Tell me it's not simple. It's fucking yeah. easy. Yeah, well, and think about, you know, we got a product, you know, coming out this weekend. It's July 4th weekend coming up. You know, we got a big launch with with a ceramic-based product. You guys go to hypercleanstore.com, watch our socials, hyperclean store on everything. Here's where we're at, man. The ceramic market has, has changed. And we have so many people that get online. They don't want to be a part of the education process. They don't want to be a part of listening to the people that are developing things. They want to be the person in the room that asks the question and then argues every answer. And I'm not sure where that gets us. It doesn't get me anywhere. And I'm not going to waste my time doing that. But there are genuinely a lot of people, could be Facebook, could be TikTok, could be whatever platform, that seemingly want to say something to induce an argument about why they're so smart and everyone's so dumb. We see a guy on TikTok that's trying to develop products, and he talks very much like he knows everything. And because we actually manufacture stuff, I'm just like, wrong, wrong. That's not how that works. Wrong. Guy means really well. You and I like listening to him, but there's subjects he dives into and you go, it's not how it works. Wrong, wrong. But he sounds just smart enough to get people to believe he knows what he's talking about. And that's the issue that we're running into is people are just trying to get by as the expert instead of actually putting in the time, the effort, the money to become the expert. And, and I think that's where we're at with ceramics. I mean, it, the ceramic conversation should be totally different than it is today. I'm going to start asking those guys in the comments if they're from Jackson, Mississippi. That's, that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> it's the only thing that makes sense. You guys got to be from this place that I just had a bad experience. You, you got to have, are you sure you don't have relatives from Jackson, Mississippi? It's in your bloodline. It's got to be. All right. So July 4th, next, next week, it is going to be a fun, fun weekend. It, we are super. There's no doubt we are excited about what we're releasing. It's not just not just one. There's actually a new line of stuff coming out. Oh, yeah? Yeah, isn't there? There's a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah. I mean, we got a lot of stuff coming out. We got a lot of stuff in the works. I think we're going to start seeing for us and for the people that follow us and the people that are engaged with our brand. I know you guys are feeling it that, Hey, this corner is being turned and we're rolling and, and now things are starting to flow, but you know, look, we got some stuff only available in 16s that we're trying to get in gallons to everybody asking. We have launches like lined up, ready to go. And I, I look at it and go, I'm pretty excited about the next six months and what we're doing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna the line has to do with some accessories in a sense, some yeah. fibers and some fun little things that I think people will really really enjoy. Well, I, look, <laughs> you know, you look on the pub we we showed, you know, look, we're gonna be bringing in foamers and sprayers, but again, I want people to know where we're coming at as a brand. It's not gonna be cheap stuff. You know, we're 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 not doing cheap. We're not doing barely getting by. Hey, what's the lowest price thing? Because we want stuff that works. We want stuff that's better than what's in the market. That's the overbuilt principle that all this is built on. And at the end of the day, I think when people get some of those microfibers in their hand, as you like to say, uh, yeah, this feels different. 
And, and that's the reaction we had as we built this out. And again, the price point's not going to be for everybody, but if you want quality that doesn't exist any, any higher quality in that market that goes for what we got coming this weekend. But I do want to finish with the ceramic talk a little bit about the interiors. You know, we have, this gets brought up all the time. I want people to know ceramic coatings on the interiors. The issue is the solvent. The issue is not whether it dries hard or it's going to crack or the coating is going to fly off the seat. It's the harsh, harsh solvents that ceramic coating has to be delivered properly with that starts to eat away at leather and vinyl. Doesn't matter what we want to have happen. I've watched so much premature deterioration of nice vehicles with these modern ceramic interior coatings, quote unquote. Look, man, it doesn't have to be this difficult. You don't have to overthink the room. There's nobody that works on those products, leather or vinyl, that advocates using harsh solvents, which they use in the repair process of damage as a coating layer for any of those products. All right. Let's break that down a little bit because there's going to be people that go, Hey, listen, there's this company that's got three letters in their name. There's this company that's got this, like they have put massive amount behind an interior coating and they're heavy believing. And you're saying that they're putting out products that actually will damage the car versus what an interior leather repair specialist. Yeah. Like it, that's a, that's a big Wait, what? What well, did you say? I'll, I'll get yeah, I'll give people the way that I look at leather and vinyl. We've had this on episodes before. Let me make that clear. This isn't the first time I've said this. Leather and, and vinyl repair people uh have been around a very, very long time. They have their own organization, they really care about their craft. And these guys go around to Bentley dealerships, and you you've seen it at dealership. I mean, these guys are there and they're professional and they repair seats, and that's what they do all day long. Repair leather dashes. That's what they do. The interesting thing in my life is I, I am imploring everyone to open their eyes and ears. It's amazing. If you go to SEMA, actually, I met one of these guys at MTE Vegas, which we couldn't be bothered to, to support as an industry, but this guy was 40 years in the business. You know, the greatest thing he sat there and talked, ask a question. Let me tell you how it works. I'll show you the repair process. He told you everything you need to know about leather. Now, many people are never going to take that class because I was in it and there wasn't very many people because again, we know everything. But if you talk to these individuals, look at companies like Color Lock out of the UK, look at Leathermaster. These people are specialists in these types of products. They don't have a coating. You don't think they want in on the ceramic boom? You don't think leather and, and vinyl specialists want in on the ceramic money? Or maybe they know something that I don't know. Now, there's going to be a lot of people that want to have an argument about it, I'm not having an argument. My customers aren't affected by bad decisions on the interior. So it doesn't affect me. I keep saying this on our episodes. This doesn't affect my clientele. This doesn't affect people that buy from HyperClean. If there's a way to fix the solvent delivery issue, ceramic interior coatings will be awesome. Just like we have this conversation about graphene. I hope it works out. 
I'm not anti-graphene. I'm anti-telling people something that isn't true in the moment. Right now, there's not a single ceramic solvent-based interior coating that isn't actively prematurely aging your leather or your vinyl. And it's because of solvents. Remember, when they have to do a repair on these surfaces, they use harsh solvents to strip away the protective layers to get down to the damage. And then they rebuild all of the layers, the leather layer, then they then they coat it, then they, or they spray the color and then they coat it. So if they use harsh solvents to fix the leather, why would I want those harsh solvents in something that was supposed to protect the leather? I don't know. I'll go with the experts on this. That's the way I treat leather and interiors because I got to imagine people that have given their whole life to it might know a little bit more than me. It's a possibility. You do know a lot there, Nick, <laughs> and that's why we're glad you're here, man. <laughs> but you're right. And I really wish uh, I really wish we could have kept Mobile Tech Vegas. You're absolutely right. I would have loved to come out. We could have all come to your shop. Could have all had a mean greet at your shop and everybody been at it. What? Yeah. That would have been awesome, man. You would have it, would, it would have been but look, Marty, we're we you know, look, it's too close to SEMA. We're we're not gonna go to SEMA, but you know, we're gonna tell people it's too close to SEMA and you know, we're just all about helping. So, you know, we could have had those conversations in my shop. Hey, we're all just here to help. You know, but no, but I love these discussions because it's great. I mean, look, a lot of this stuff comes from the specialist group. It comes from our TikTok content. You know, we don't dream these subjects up on our own. You know, it's it's what's hot in the moment, what people are asking us about or interacting with. And, you know, I'm always going to be grateful for that. But you know, sometimes we need to step back and look at the experts and say, hey, what do you guys think? I mean, I, I know it's a novel idea, but it's something a lot of people in chemical brands that have never actually taking care of a car, giving you their opinion. And more and more that we get out there, the more and more we realize there's a big separation between real world and the lab. And that that's where we got to bridge that gap. And that's why HyperClean is here. We're bridging that gap, truthfully. Definitely. All right, man. Have a great week. All right. Stay out of Jackson, Mississippi, dude. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bro. See ya. See ya. Hey, this is Marshall. What a fun episode. Listen, I said it last week, said the past couple of weeks, please give the HyperClean Specialist Group on Facebook. It's fun to interact there. But I'm also going to say, as I said, the first part of this episode, if you're on TikTok, hey, come over and hang out with us on TikTok. It's a lot of fun. I'll see you there. Shoot me a DM on TikTok and uh, let's do a duet together. That'll be a lot of fun. Hey, this is Marshall. I hope you make it a great day.